0: Okay. All right. Welcome to the Ski Mask Collective podcast. You know what we've been about lately? It's nonstop, constant, constant content, constantly being released. Now I know the fans have been wanting uh, Mr. Brian P. McCarthy to answer the questions and uh, really get his side of the story for here for a long time now. So uh, uh, he was nice enough to reach out to me and say, "Hey, man, I've uh, I've seen some of your clips." I'd like to come on the show and address a few things and uh, maybe uh, just be part of the show, so uh, here he is, Mr. Brian McCarthy. how you doing man?
1: Hi, Mr. Mask. I want to start off by saying uh, I listened to a lot of your show, and I think you're very good at what you do. I wouldn't just do this for anybody, so i uh, I appreciate the interest and the opportunity to you know everything I'm going to talk about tonight, if it's not true, I think it's true. so okay. with that caveat and also Fucking Twitter, I know I look like shit, okay? We can just move past that. <laughs> like, the, I ha- I need a haircut. I haven't I haven't had a haircut now in probably three and a half months. I'm growing this dumb beard because who cares?
0: Right. So, is, little- is it part of, like, the, the whole corona thing? Is that why you're growing the beard? Because you know you can still shave, right?
1: I, I was curious. I'll tell you honestly. I was curious to see how much gray would be in it because I have a lot of hair up here, but it's all pretty brown, and I'm going to be 47 on Monday, and... I was just like, I wonder how much Grave is going to be there. by the way, do you know what cameo is?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's where you could uh you could pay I think you know yeah. known celebrities for seeing I am,
1: message. I'm fascinated by two pays and things like that, right. Chuck Norris just went on cameo, and do you know you know how old he is, you know how old Chuck Norris is
0: uh, probably in his late eighties by this point, right
1: well, not late 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I don't right. know yeah. He stormed the beach at Normandy. Oh, oh He's wow. 80 years old, but he has his giant red wig on and a big red beard. He looks like a fucking wax, like, <laughs> anyway, whatever. But just
0: I wonder how much he's charging. It's probably out of 300, oh, that's, 300 That's a little much. And then, like, they don't even act enthused when they make those videos. The whole, the whole cameo no. thing just really gets to me. I, I, I haven't understood it's, anything about that
1: app. I would be so embarrassed if I was doing that. Plus, there are people that do it that, like, have, I would think they have money. Like, doesn't fucking Chuck Norris, wasn't he selling, like, infomercial, like, ab rollers or whatever? Like, I would think he'd have enough money to not, you know, prostitute himself in the ninth inning of his life but
0: right boy. right. but like growing up in the 90s in, in early 2000s chuck norris has always been like a, a kind of a legend so those kids out there who would pay for that kind of thing to be like three hundred dollars ain't nothing to hear from someone like that is a legend but
1: yeah, that, no way
0: like,
1: and there was always that thing with the, like early in the internet like all those like chuck norris drove his mom to the hospital on on his birthday or some shit like that there was always like chuck norris kind of like the legend of chuck norris but you know, he's got a – he looks like a little old man that they stapled a fucking big red wig on. It kind of <laughs> breaks my heart. But
0: Yeah, I know. He, he, they might want to wear yeah. some makeup or something before he gets he probably on the like,
1: He probably has, like, a son with a meth problem with, like, a gun right outside of the frame. Like, Dad, right. you do this for me, Dad.
0: Well, hey, up uh, doors, speaking uh, of – Speaking of cameo, I think I saw on Twitter where uh, uh, Chip Chipperson cameoed and talked about yeah. you. Do, do you know who was behind that by any chance?
1: Yeah, I know the. I think here's the thing. I know these are all. <laughs> they're all trolls. I mean, right by definition. The, but yeah, so, but
0: they, they are trolls, and and, that, and that's what yeah. that's what they're there for is, is yes. to get to you, and you you make their day by you know responding. Think, yes, right. Yes, absolutely. And,
1: and I made the mistake of being in this quarantine because, look, look, we all know I'm fucking. I have vision problems or whatever. But like I made the mistake of popping in and actually engaging some people because a couple of things. Okay. By the way, when we do this, I want to get a couple of things off my chest. And then if you want to ask me questions, that's fine. However, this is your show. I don't want to. Right. to
0: no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because I mean, I do have things I'd like to address, but sure. I think if I'm not mistaken, is this the is your first appearance that you're going to be talking about uh, the drama, like really getting into it, Oh yeah. you know, getting it off your chest, you know, getting it all out there. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've tried on Twitter, like, people will say, like, some guy said, you're nothing but a Judas, I didn't know Judas has a last name, I I guess somebody (laughs) went to divinity school, some guy was like, you're nothing better than Judas Ice or something, right, so I'm like, and I explained ad nauseum, the reality of the situation, but people don't want to, it's more fun to believe that I fucking, I'm going to tell a lot of people that, you know it's like watching santa claus drink at the Applebee's. you know like later on in that day like you know <laughs> when you left the mall you know like i'm i'm sorry but the i didn't i'm not some big well we can get into the whole thing but i wanted well, to I say
0: well I mean, well, that's a good starting point because like i i don't know what what you're getting yourself into as far as engaging with the trolls because following your timeline over the over the years that you started on mlc and, and other times uh-huh. You, you would respond to these trolls in a funny way. You know, yes. you, you would come up with something funny. It would be like a one-liner, whatever right. you do, you know, and you would always right. like maybe include one of your puns. But lately, me and some of the fans have noticed that uh, it, it seems more out of anger, like the, right. the tweets aren't coming off funny anymore. And I think somebody counted, I don't know who would do this, but a few <laughs> days ago that you had tweeted 111 times in one day. Right. And I know half of those were to Chad when that whole uh, catastrophe Ugh. was happening. But, I mean, is it really getting to you, Brian? That's what the fans want to know. Like, is it is it – like, we don't want – because that's – you're letting the trolls win if you do that.
1: I know. You know. Look, it's all my fault. But am I really getting as angry – I'm less angry and I'm more disappointed because all of this for me is supposed to be just kind of fun. And, like, I'll cite an example. Like there's a guy, and he would love it if I said his uh, twitter handle, but i'm I'm not going to, but there's a guy that you probably know that I have this other side project called Dislabel right right and now what that is is that is a it's currently in production, it's a six episode by that I'm the host of it, and it's about people with disability, but it's kind of like an irreverent look like it's kind of like um it's me but i'm talking to people that are disabled and because i'm also newly disabled i get like a pass like i'm able to say the n word you know does that make sense <laughs> you, so you are I can like part of me
0: i said you are yeah,
1: i haven't right, heard of yeah, anybody I'll, that's I'll able to get right away now. with
0: that in this environment yeah,
1: Please. Right. yeah. so so yeah so I, so i did this thing and i it's it's been going on for about three and a half years and um we were in the middle of production when this whole quarantine thing started and um so i we had to stop but some of the like one of the guys on twitter was like some something about like out of nowhere he's like i'm going to like fuck up your shit with okay this, like,
0: I, I i'm pretty sure i know the guy that you're talking about now right. he's been on fire this past week yes. uh yes video after video cutting old clips burning right. bri- uh, bridges and uh, I think today right. he was even he, – he's just getting deeper and deeper. Now, the fans are loving it. I mean, there's a reason yes. the guy has a genuine following. Yes. Uh, did you do something to tick him off? I, I wasn't following him at the beginning. I don't. Did he just come out of nowhere? I don't know. Well,
1: yeah, I, oh, back to this label just for a minute. Okay. So, the guy – so, basically, he goes and he goes, I'm going to like. – I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it's right. something along the lines of, I'm going to fuck up this label. Now, with this – I don't know what this guy does for a living or whatever it is, but when you, like, I have a little production company, Brian McCarthy Productions, and I partnered another company who is basically going to distribute this product. They bought half of the project. I'm not going to get into the numbers, but it's a substantial amount of money. Now, before anybody in this era of Me Too and of, you know, of of, of this, you know, of people trying to... Walking on glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you have to be vetted so in order for these people to go into business with me about a year ago i had to give them all of my social media stuff they went through they know about burning bridges they know about the fucking wet wrestling they know about okay before. okay they,
0: well, well well if they if they so they, if they know about burning bridges have they combed through the episodes because one of the clips that he had posted from burning bridges you responded yes. in anger uh, that, that he had posted that and was kind of blowing it up. Now, was
1: it because of, like, something you said in the video or just the fact that he's, like, out there to get you type situation? Back up for one second. Are you saying the clip from Burning Bridges, I was angry?
0: No, I, were you angry at the fact – because you responded to his tweet because he had cut oh. a clip of Burning Bridges yeah. and put well, it out there. And, of yeah. course, it was you saying something bad that was the only part of the clip. You know, he's right. doing it – you know, being a troll to I, control you. Yeah.
1: And this will actually speak to the larger thing with Kevin, because, look, it's you want to call me a cunt. I'm not funny. I'm blind. I'm, I'm a Judas. Whatever, I don't really give a shit. It's fine. And I, I get what we're doing here. I was a big O&A fan. Like, I understand the, the you know, the, the house I'm sitting in. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but when you're trying to fuck with somebody's like money. I feel like, like, I mean, you know, you want to say that my father-in-law pays for my life. You want to say that, whatever the fuck you want to say. And also to these people, these, these trolls, and I don't want to spend the whole time talking about them. We don't, don't, we don't. Yeah. I never block anybody. I never unfollow anybody. I'm not a pussy. And the anger that I engage people with, I'm not really that angry, but I'm sort of like, maybe because I'm fucking, I'll be 47 on Monday. I'm a little bewildered by the, by the vitriol. You know what I mean? And so, like, so this guy that I don't even know who, by the way, I went into, like, my messages. Uh-huh. And I was probably drunk, to be honest with you, but about a year or so ago, he and I had a long conversation about mental health. Right. And we were being very friendly in this thing. And now this guy is trying to, like, fuck up my shit. And it's like, dude, like, if you want to keep it in this sandbox, that's fine. But to, to, anyway, to, to my point with this guy is that, I'm completely vetted, so it's shitty to come out. There's another guy who did something like this, and it's like, you guys, like when you start putting your hand in somebody else's pocket, to me, it's just douchey. It's kind of like a, you're 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 tattletale. You're being a tattletale. It's just corny. Like there's there's a lot more stuff we can mix up with. Where you don't have to be like, I'm gonna go tell on you. It's like fuck, right? Me. Yeah, it, right.
0: it's not as far as like the, the telling. I think they're just posting it to get to you because uh, well, a lot of it started with uh, Chad saying, you know, if they cancel your Patreon and sign up for his, he'll give yes. away his free album. I don't know if that's the f- that's because he wasn't selling enough copies or what happened to do with that. But then he brought up the fact that you, you had called him because and you were really angry uh, uh, that he would say something like that. And and it kind of came off as, uh, you know, like uh, Kevin was saying, uh, you know, you should be worth so much money. Why are you worried about the Patreon money, you know, type? Right.
1: Okay. Number one, I'm doing this thing with the fans and I'm sitting at home with my thumb up my ass like everybody else. And out of nowhere, I see this thing from Chad and it says along the lines of. Lee, Brian, I get an MP3. By the way, a fucking MP3? What is this, 2001? <laughs> i from going cuz a single, Chad, you fucking hack. Oh. But, like, but anyway, and I look at this thing, and I just kind of like, I'm like, it's another thing. He's putting my hand in my pocket. Now, with the Patreon, I just, I'm putting extra content on. It's only a dollar, and I don't even, like, I, I almost want to give it away. It's not, for me, it's not about the money. It's about I'm making extra content. And if you want to be part of it, then great. If you don't, I put on lots of free shows. It's just, for me, it's a barometer to see people that are really interested. It's, it's, you know, so whatever it is. But then, so I did call Chad and he picked up and I did not yell. I was not angry. I I literally said to him in a tone probably calmer than this. I'm like, what are you up to? And he started stammering. The first thing he said was, it's not true. I love you. I love you. And I was like, well, Chad, and I was very honest. And I said something all the line, of them. I said, listen, I don't love you. And I said, if you feel like you need to do this to move the needle, you have my permission. He's like, all right, it's just a work. Nobody even cares. It doesn't matter. And you know, you and I are cool. And I was like, whatever, Chad. I said, honestly, if you want to do this, knock yourself out. Like it doesn't really matter to me because again, I'm not gonna like, it's too easy to shit on Chad. Um, you know, and and but the thing was he goes and then um he put like on the life of his mother, Brian McCarthy called me. I'm like, dude, number one, like I didn't I didn't call Chad like dude, how dare you? I just right. was bemused. And then I watched that there was a clip of him, I think on Kevin's show that somebody sent me. And I never watched the MLCs. I just don't. I'm not I'm not interested, but apparently I'm on I'm the topic of conversation like a lot. Right. But right. yeah, so I hear Chad, and Chad's like He's saying he stayed with me for
0: the yeah. comedy now, now content. Yeah, this, now, well, this is, uh, this is something I wanted to get into as well. Uh, some of the fans were, were saying that uh, Chad's timeline was a little bit off of when he stayed with you that he was talking about on the show. Uh, right. And, and I, I think, like he was he talking about a different time other than the, the first time that he stayed at your house? I, I don't know why that's important, but a lot of the fans are really interested in that part. <laughs>
1: He stayed here once. Here's what it was. I was, at, I was at a podcast festival at the Improv out on the one on Melrose in, in L.A. And I met Eddie Ift is a friend of mine. And if, right. you're like a, if, you, if you go deep, Eddie and Jim Jeffries and I started doing podcasts together a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago. And so I, so I was sitting with Eddie and he introduced me to Chad. And basically, I, I have this this room here. Ta-da! This is like, we call it the Joe Rosa suite. And it's the, it's the fourth bedroom and it's on the other side of my apartment. And people do stay here. We call right. the Joe Rosa suite because he stays here a bunch. And, and I like to keep it, you know, for friends of mine. But also, like, you know, I, I told Chad, I, I was probably fucked up. But I said to Chad, I said, hey, if you ever need to stay in New York, give me a call. You can, I said, you can stay here. I'll give you keys and you can just come and go. Because he seemed like he was friends with Eddie. So he was vetted by Eddie. So, okay. So he stayed here for a couple of nights. And um, in that time, he wasn't, you know, we didn't really hang out. The one time we did uh, an MLC together up at the comic strip and uh, I bought him dinner and he didn't know what a crepe was, which I thought was funny. Right, right. Is this the 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 same story
0: that he was talking about uh, on MLC the other day? He said that he, he he just wanted a sandwich, but you ordered $175 worth of food.
1: No, he's not that's not true. I'm sorry. That's
0: what well, he, he was, said that he would, he just wanted a sandwich and you said, No, I got the, I, I know exactly what you want. And uh that you, you had ordered hundred and seventy five dollars worth of food and then and then you were like, Oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna have to split the tab type situation. He's like, Oh fuck No. The sandwich. That's what he was no, saying. No,
1: no, no, oh, no. I'm sorry. That none of that is true. It's like, I don't know. Number one, he couldn't split that. Number two, like I I pick up I pick up checks and not to get off topic for a minute, but that's one thing Kevin is very generous with that kind of shit. Like he'll always take the guests out after the show, and he'll give them like twenty bucks. He'll give, you know. So right. that is some that is something that Kevin and I have in common. Where, but no, one hundred seventy five dollars worth of food. Like what? What is that even? Fucking a bowl of caviar. <laughs> yeah, like, like... <laughs> I mean. Here's the thing. Across from the comic strip, there's a little like it's a crepery, C-R-E-P-I-R-E, with an accent e-goo over the i. Right. And they have fucking crepes in there and wine, and it's a little takeout bullshit place. And I walked, I went over there, and I said, "Hey, you want a crepe?" And he goes, "What's a crepe?" And I'm like, "It's like a fancy pancake with shit in it. I don't yeah. know. It's a fucking crepe." What well, you- hey,
0: you, you know how I you know how I know, and I don't know if anybody's ever brought up this point before. This is how I know he's lying about he didn't know what a crepe was a long time ago. I th- you know not a long time ago but a few years back he did a series with Florentine called The Dumb Waiter. Well they okay. have a they have an episode it's called Crepes where okay. Zumok is sitting down I think with a lady at a table and uh, Florentine plays the dumb waiter and he comes in okay. and uh, Zumok orders crepes and Florentine like he is you know you know how Florentine is yeah uh, starts roasting him for to ordering something as, as trust as a as a crepe. You know, so that's how I know Chad was lying about he didn't know what a crepe was. He did a whole episode of Jim's show about crepes.
1: Right. And I also, when I was talking to some comics that I'm friends with, and I was like, I was talking, because nobody knows. And Chad has a terrible reputation as a liar and as someone who is patently unfunny. I didn't watch the Kevin roast, but I did. Somebody sent me the Chad clip. And it's like, it's hard to watch. It like, was brutal. Dudes, and He, he knows he bombed. Chills. I mean, he was
0: the worst performance there.
1: But it, he was so bad. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the Patrice roast. I was there. It was at the uh, Boston Comedy Club. And Keith Robinson, I sound like such a fanboy. I was there, but I wasn't. Right, Whatever. Right. And uh, and Keith Robinson was the host. And Keith is really, really funny. And yeah. Keith improvised. He didn't have any material. And he, and he bombed. But he's really talented. So it was funny when he bombed. With Chad it was like, it was like watching like a retarded person, like, like their ice cream fall off the top of like the cone. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you just didn't want to look away. So, I mean, the bottom line is I didn't, if you want to move forward, like the bottom, I didn't yell at Chad. I called Chad, And then I watched this clip and he's like, I live, I stay with comedy content. It's like, dude, I don't right. even care. And while we're talking about nobody's, I looked on Twitter and Barry Ribs goes, uh, Brian is, I'm assuming he meant to say a lying SOB.
0: Right, right, right. I yeah, he I think he did call you out for, for some reason. Yeah. I don't even know what, what that was for.
1: I don't even know. But also if you look at it, he wrote living SOB. So I'm assuming that he sends telegrams and gives them to some one-legged Holocaust survivor to walk <laughs> over to the library and post it for him on Twitter because he actually wrote living SOB. And it's like Barry. I don't know anything. Yeah. About well, him.
0: The, the thing about Barry Ribs, I, don't, I just don't know if he's all here as right. far as far as up with the times. He he uh, he commented on one of my videos uh, that I made about him roasting my views, which quickly climbed to over a thousand in two days. Right. And so he posted a clip of his ribs rants, which are horribly boring to watch. Most of them. Yeah. I mean, some of them are good, but uh, I think I'm, he's actually coming on the show soon. Okay. Oh, but-, <laughs> but uh.
1: They get uh, but, early. But,
0: but his his video it, it cropped like 256 views in eight hours so i was like barry what are you talking about like why you really want to start this right now on twitter like come on man I don't,
1: I, he I said guess. he said he said you'll never
0: win with me in words i said barry your favorite word is yo like come on what are you doing yeah you know
1: and, and there's something more embarrassing than seeing a guy who's north of 75 in a hoodie you know what i mean you're just like
0: well not only that just saying yo and, and yeah yo
1: yo yo some of, the, some of the some of the
0: rants are all right, but he was posting. Uh, he he did a rant about women's cleavage, and there's some, Yeah, you're right. Something is creepy about an, an older gentleman like that talking about. It's just like, ugh.
1: I don't on. know. I I don't. And again, like I mean, look, he and Chad are they're bottom feeders. I mean. And it is what it is. But again, like I don't even have a problem with these guys. But like this whole thing with Twitter, I didn't start on Twitter being like "fuck all you motherfuckers." No, like you,
0: you didn't. You didn't. But that—that's what—that's what has us worried about you. You know, that's what I, I wanted to reach out, uh, but you, uh, you had closed your DMs and, and asked you to come on to tell the story because I felt like you're not able to get what you want to say out on Twitter right now. yeah sure. Well,
1: here we are. But um, oh, by the way, I have a small bone to pick with you. Okay. I was listening uh-huh. to. The show, and you said, and I actually agree with you on this one. But when that guy didn't think my TV was actually eighty-five inches, right? Yeah, you said, Brian. You go. It's just sad. It's. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? But but (laughs) but the reason why, I literally, I had the Twitter thing open. I had this thing here called a CCTV, and that's how I'm able to, like, you know, see shit. It's a magnifier. Right. I happen to have my email open next to the Twitter window, and I was like. I, number one, who the f- what kind of psychopath would lie and say they have, like, an 85-inch TV if it's only 75 inches or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah.
0: But, Brian, you no. have to remember that these are the trolls. They're saying yeah, that. They're, they're just I, trying to get to you. They're, I mean, yeah. who, honestly, who gives a shit about what size your TV is? The fact I, that you responded to that tweet made his yes. day. You do know that. I
1: right? know. Okay. Listen, fundamentally, all of this is my own fault so i don't blame anybody these people are just being how they are and who they are it's my fault it's like going to a whore in johannesburg not wearing a rubber and getting (laughs) hiv like what did you expect yeah 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 by the way i yeah by the way i'm i'm working through that by the way okay i'm i'm positive but i feel negative and that's you know but anyway i like yeah i mean we
0: we we know that you know and and we i don't know if you know if that's like you said, the personal appearance because of uh, the corona, you know, you're stuck in a house with the haircut yeah. and stuff. But it's drastically changed, like, over yeah, this time. this isn't grape so. jelly.
1: This isn't grape jelly. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but so, so, but I, I happened to, I was like, I wonder if, and I literally went over, I typed in Samsung in the search, and the fucking receipt from PC Richards popped right up, and I threw it over there. And then I was like, oh, you're such a jerk off, Brian. So, right. but, so anyway, I agree that it was sad, but I, I I did get kind of lost in the vortex of Twitter and uh and I tell you it's funny cuz you start tumbling down the hill and you it's, don't know n- it's if never ending. Stopped. It's a You're rabbit hole. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And I you know, I mean I, I don't know you know Joe DeRosa, right? I,
0: I don't know him personally. No, but and I know, you know of him. Guy, yeah. Right? Yeah, of course, so Yeah. You
1: were, yeah, you remember when uh, he was on Rogan and he said that cuz I was talking to him about this whole thing and he was saying that um like when when Kumia When he said Kumia was a racist on Rogan's show, Mm -hmm. like, everybody on Kumia, And these are, like, nasty. This is, like, the Foundry guys. These are, like, nasty motherfuckers. Like, they tried to, like, drum him out of show business. Like, they they put one reviews on his... So, like, they are trolls. And, you know, Joe has more wattage than I do. But, like, it can... Anyway, but, well, I, also, it, yeah, but
0: yeah, I think what you're trying to say is it can quickly get out of control. But right. earlier you said, yeah, this is your fault because it's my fault. And, and th- the reason I agree with you is because, you know, from being on MLC so long, there's one thing about that show that's true. It's Kevin's fans. Whether you say, if, as soon as you say something bad or something bad happens between you and Kevin, his fans right. are going to attack you on, on any right. purpose. You know, that's what, that's what they're there for. They're
1: loyal fans right. and they're trolls. That's, yes. you know, that's why they like his show. Right. And I, but I also, I feel like I've already said Keith Robinson, Joe DeRosa, and I have been accused, and this does like annoy me. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been accused of being like a fanboy and wanting to be a comic. Okay. And, okay.
0: But yeah, but all right. I was, I was hoping right. that you would start to talk about this because yeah, yeah. when you, when I do look up your name on the Google to, to search uh, Brian McCarthy, not the other actor guy, it does say Brian McCarthy comedian. Like that's the name what? of your page or Brian McCarthy comedy. Sorry. That's right. the name of your Facebook page where right. everything includes. So if, if one were to just listen to one episode and see you on it and look you up, they would automatically assume that you're, you're yeah. a comic, you know, and they'd be looking for your, you know, where you've done time or anything like that. So that's right. probably, you know, and, and a lot of people are probably saying, oh, he wants to be a comic. That's what Chad right. said, you know, more than five times. That's all he Ugh. can ever say when he's roasting you. Uh, so
1: there's a simple explanation to this when about, oh, shit like we're going back a ways now about 15 years ago i used to do a show and maybe you've heard me talk about this on one of the shows but i used to do a show called truth or dare Mm -hmm. where i played truth or dare on stage with a live audience which was a lot of fun i did it at the bowery poetry club which is now since closed and what i would do was i would have an audience i don't need to get into the show but it was it was a show basically where we would have kind of like actors and actresses in the audience they would come up and they would show their tits, make out. They would fucking do gay shit or they would eat fucking hot sauce or whatever it was. Right. And I was the host of the show. And it was a lot of fun. And what I did was, as openers, I would hire comics to open. Right. So I would pay them 50 bucks. And now so we're talking about 15 years ago. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good gig. I'd,
0: I'd pick that up now.
1: <laughs> right. And so who So who did I hire 15 years ago? I hired Kurt Metzger. I huh. hired Joe DeRosa. I hired Jay Oakerson. I hired uh, fucking Rick Shapiro. Um, Ty Berry did one. Uh, Godfrey did one. So I met all of these guys 15 years ago. And then I, and I don't go to comedy clubs. I mean, I'll go to the cellar once in a while or whatever, but I don't like hang out. I really don't actually even like watching comedy. I I like, I mean, I like comedy. The new Louis C.K. Hour, by the way, is phenomenal. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's great. So, to, to the point is that i then also uh, you know i became friendly with all of these guys because we were all a lot younger and i was coming up in my own respect and those guys were at the time they were they were barely they were just barely above open micers really i mean they were they were featuring and that kind of shit right now they're and headliners, we were,
0: you know in, in the yeah, big yeah. name
1: we were all when we were all just friends and kurt and i became really good friends he came out to my fucking We would, you know, do shit when he was dating Karen and, and whatever. We are all, we were all friends. And then I had a karaoke company where I would do karaoke all over New York and the guys would all come to my karaoke. So I'm not friends of these guys like, uh, like Bobo, where I hang out and I'm some sort of like fanboy (laughs) fan, and those guys all, and I'm going to catch shit for this, but I, they all respect me because in my own way, I am funny but i'm not i like to talk extemporaneously like what you and i are doing right now right right
0: yeah. i mean you 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 were always good at that on, on the mlc right. when you had something to plug in there you know and right. it was always yeah. on, on good timing but again like when you did uh com- comedians of the compound you caught some shit for that i think right. when you you did that show right. or well, uh, your appearance on yeah Go ahead. i was
1: completely faced when oh, i oh yeah comedy. i mean for sure for sure yeah so i mean i can't really and I I caught some shit because Aaron Berg, I thought, again, see, this is the difference between lying and thinking you're telling the truth. Uh-huh. I thought Aaron Berg asked me to host it. And the whole night's hazy. I, to be honest with you, I can't even remember really hosting right. the fucking thing. Um, so, but I mean, and getting back to the comedy comedian thing, that's why I say, like, have I, I've performed at Edinburgh, I've certainly hosted shit, but like. I'm not a comic. I never really wanted to be a comic. To me, it seemed kind of a miserable life. You're going to be at the Econo Lodge in fucking St. Louis, and then you have to go to Dallas, and blah blah blah. It's 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 a rough way to make a living. So that's never been my. Career trajectory, and so, but I happen to be friends with a lot of these guys. Yeah, because, but
0: you, yeah, but to say you like hanging out with comics, yeah, you know, you you're like, a uh, bit. You're you know, there. I mean, uh, yeah, well, depending you know. on who the comics are, yes. a lot of them can be really hasty, and a lot of them are trolls in their own way because they are yeah. miserable. I mean, that's that's part yeah. of the, that's part of it. You know, I, you don't ever really see comics laughing a lot nervous, in regular nervous. life. No,
1: you know what I, mean? I always say with comedians, almost exclusively, they have the two. They are insecure narcissists. So like they hate themselves, but they think they're they're the most important person in the room. So it's a weird thing, but yeah, I mean, there's some that I'm friendly with, but you know, when I say like, Oh, I was at Patrice's roast. Well, I was there. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I was a member of the friars club. Sorry. I mean, you know, I try to be honest and and real with people. Um, Oh, and then I do want to, one other thing when, uh, Kevin, that whole, okay, so one of my kids goes to a private school, and and just by a weird coincidence, Aaron Berg's sister works at the school. And All I don't right. need to get into the whole story. By the way, can you hear me? Because I feel like your hands are going and shit.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I can hear you fine. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. Um, I'm going to get a little white box up here. But um, So there was this thing where one of the dad friends of mine uh, is very good friends with Gilbert Godfrey. They live in the same building, I think. Right. And so Gilbert Godfrey was going to do this comedy kind of fundraiser for the school, but Gilbert wanted to be paid like 15 grand Jeez. and they didn't want to pay him because that was for charity and blah, 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 blah. So these parents came to me and said, Hey, can you book a night of comedy and can you put this together? And I said, sure I can, but you know, I can certainly ask a couple friends of mine to do it for free. But you know, if I, I said, if you give me a budget, of $1,000 per comic, then I can put it together. And, and they said, okay, that's fine. And the, I didn't even know the mom, she's actually a real bitch. <laughs> and she treated me like I was there to fucking take out the trash, but right. that's another thing. But um, so I went into my little Rolodex and I was like, okay. Uh, and then Aaron Berg actually found out that everyone was getting paid and he got pissed off and contacted the mom directly and he got paid 500 bucks to kind of host it and open it. So yeah. that, he had his own deal. My responsibility was to host the show and then to get five comics to do 15 minutes each, pay them each $1,000. And so people on Twitter that were like, you said you paid him a lot of money. They don't know anything. Like right. to do a spot at the seller, I think you make $75. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a- it's
0: basically you're there to, to to make a highlight, you know, because you can then say, hey, I worked the seller." Right, that's how you or it's part clubs of your
1: or you go Gotham Cellar, you know, uh New York Comedy Club, you know, Dangerfield. If you work if you work around the city on a on a any night, you can make probably three, four hundred dollars right. to make a thousand dollars cash for fifteen minutes to do it's called a private. Yeah, it's good money. And I so I got this thing. I it was Bonnie, it was Mario, uh can not Mario Cantone, what's the other gay guy? Um skinny, good looking guy.
0: Oh, like, uh the- uh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Why can't yeah. I think
1: of his name either? Uh, I don't know. It's something like... Italian. The hot guy
0: uh, who always posts pictures, right?
1: Yes, he is. Me his now. name starts yeah. with an
0: M. It starts with an M.
1: Yeah, Mach, Mach. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so that guy and then uh, Bonnie. him, And then like I put Kevin on because later, like Kevin had a spot at the, at the comic strip. And I was like, hey, do you want $1,000 cash in 15 minutes? And then you can just walk over. This woman's apartment was right by this strip. Right. So everyone shows up to to do their, why can't I remember the other comics? That doesn't matter. But um, John Fish maybe? I don't know, it doesn't matter. But so everyone shows up, well, Kevin, like, and there was a room, this apartment was huge, Mm -hmm. and there was a room that they set up for the comics, and everyone's just kind of waiting to go on. And I paid every, the minute they walk in the door before they went on, I'm like, here's your grand, here's your grand. Here's oh, you your paying grand, before you pay paying
0: before they perform?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. they they're not going to fucking walk out. I mean, you know, right. and they were all happy to get the money and listen, anybody, I actually called Norton for that. And Norton was like, Oh, that's great. He's like, I'd love to do it, but he couldn't do it. Like Because yeah, it, yeah. it was early and Norton always does shit early. Cause he has to get up early. Yeah, he's got radio. And he can sit and sit. Okay so so kevin shows up and everyone else like they know the gig they go sit in the room i come out everybody we had set up like a little weird actually there's a karaoke machine in that corner that i actually brought the fucking thing weighs like 80 pounds but it's like an it's an amp pa system thing and i brought that in my wife's in my in our car my wife brought it brought it up i plugged it in so we made like a little stage area and there were about 20 people so I open, I said, hello, hello, whatever. Aaron comes up, he does his spot. He gets paid by the mom. I don't deal with his money. He goes off. And then as Aaron's performing, Kevin's walking around the room on Facebook Live with his camera out. And he's like making fun of the night. Which oh, is so like, he
0: was making fun of the gig itself? And that's- yeah, making
1: fun of the gig itself. And he's interrupting Aaron Berg. And he's just being a fucking, I mean, no surprise, I guess, to anybody, but he's right. just being an asshole. Like, you know, was he just he did, not happy to
0: do the gig or did he think the whole thing was a he, sham or like a joke? Kevin's
1: a, Kevin's a cunt. Like, it's just one of these things. Like, he's his own worst enemy. Right. And he is annoyed by, I don't I don't know what's in his head. Who knows? He's crazy. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. legitimately, he needs medication. It's not my problem, but he's, <laughs> he has issues. Right. But it's like, in my mind, it's like, all you have to do is you stay in that room next door, come out. Do your 15 minute set, take your grand and leave. He's right. walking around, he's getting in the in the guest faces. And these guests, these are people that I think they paid maybe two grand each to have like a dinner and to have like wine pairing and to watch comedy. And yeah, they're all rich and yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: it's a nice night, you know? But-
1: yeah, who cares? It's all for like, it's all to send poor kids to this school and it's still great. So Kevin was shitting on it and whatever. So that was, so when these people on Twitter were like, you know, that's, I'm like, i would if anybody that is one of these trolls if they ever got paid a grand to do anything for 15 minutes i would be surprised let's just put it that way right anyway
0: well so so i guess that but that was far after the show uh you wanna let's get i'm gonna ask a few fan questions if you don't mind these aren't personally from me uh i reached out to a few of the fans and uh just see if they had any questions uh, one thing that they 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 wanted to mention was, of course, you you say that you wrote the Dos Equis ad. We all know that. They all want to see proof. There's no that uh, they say okay. there's no variation for you to
1: have proof that you actually wrote the ad. Okay. Number one, I never, and I know this may sound like um, like when Bill Clinton said like I never had sex with that girl. I just put a you know a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a snatch. Like. I never say I wrote the ad. What happened was, and I'll just burn through it. I used, When I did the wrestling shit, the guy that owned, he was this, the guy that I worked for. Did you ever like wrestling?
0: No. Uh, I think it's okay. pretty gay. Do
1: you remember something called ECW? No. Okay, good. Well, anyway, there was a guy named Paul Heyman and Steve Carroll. And they, Paul Heyman is now with the WWE. And they had something called ECW. And I guarantee some of these people that are going to watch this or listening or whatever it is. Yes. Is this live, by the way?
0: Uh, no, we're not live. I'm. I'm gonna okay. put it out on the YouTube and uh okay, podcast cool. apps everywhere.
1: Very good. But um, so uh, the guy that I work for, this guy Steve Carroll, was partners with Paul Heyman. I'm just giving some context to the whole. Right, thing. of course, yes. And so this guy Steve, I had he had called me oh like from time to time he had called me and he had said, hey, um, I'll pay you you know a thousand dollars to write. This wrestling copy he owned like a bunch of different like um i'll pay you a thousand dollars to write like bodybuilding brochures or it was all like print ad stuff and then he calls me once and he goes my godson okay his name is michael blatter his brother stephen blatter is one of the head guys at sirius xm he goes my godson michael blatter they he has a company called ball and ball is an ad agency that works with Bacardi. Now Bacardi owns everything. They own right. yes, ads. yeah. They own Corona. They own fucking everything, right? I'm sure they're not thrilled they own Corona right now, but yeah. uh, so they own everything, right? And so he goes, "Do you want to take a crack at like writing for this Bacardi campaign?" And I said, "Sure." And so. I call this Michael Blatter guy and I said, so what is it? He goes, okay. He goes, here's the idea. It's a guy. He's an older guy. He has gray hair and, but he's good looking. He's kind of like Ricardo Montalban a little bit. And he goes, every man wants to be him. Every woman wants to fuck him. We're going to call him the most interesting man in the world. Right. He goes, so what we need is we call them men's most interesting mans. We need things that are going to be in a specific uh, syntax and pantameter, meaning like he once did this because of that Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. and if you look at the campaign they all follow the same sort of sentence structure like it, it, it's pretty you can see it so I, he goes you just need to write the print stuff and he goes but I need you to give me some samples so I wrote in this same room oh it's going to be in the library one day um, I, in this room I wrote I sat down in front of my fucking compact. Again, this was probably 12 years ago, 13 years ago. My daughter had just been born. So it's probably about 13 years ago because we were still in New York. And I wrote, like, I think I wrote about 10 of them. And it was like he once had an awkward moment just to see how it felt. His mother has his name tattooed on her chest. Uh, There was a bunch of them. So anyway, so I write these things, right? And he goes, okay, I need 500. So, and we figured out a a dollar amount. It was more money than I'd ever gotten paid to write any copy before, but it, I could have gotten more money. I didn't have any representation. I throw, let's just call it a mid figure, five figure, some south, south of 30. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, and so they, they emailed me uh, the non-disclosure and here's the thing for people. And that's why people don't, people that aren't in, Show business, sorry, they don't understand. Like when you're a copywriter, you don't get any credit for it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's not, you know, you never see like who fucking wrote uh, the Spuds McKenzie. You don't, you don't know these. You're a copywriter. Like you don't know who writes Oscar jokes. Well, I know Rich Voss writes Oscar jokes because I know that. Yeah, but like yeah. when they, you're they, you're you're a gun for hire. And but the thing is, because I wrote 500 of these, and I, we moved out to L.A. a couple of months later. And I was driving on Sunset Boulevard right by the Chateau Marmol. And I saw a giant billboard and it was fucking some guy with gray hair and a beard. And it said, his blood type is awesome. And I'm like, I think I wrote that. Right, so right. I called Michael Blatter and I'm like, did I write this thing? He go- goes, yeah, we're using that. So, so that's what it is. So there's no real way to like prove it. And if people, believe, you want to believe that I did that? Or not? I don't really care. But right, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't figure it was like right.
0: a, that serious of a question. I just, you know, thought well, I would address it.
1: While we're here, right? You know, the, yeah. yeah, right,
0: the Kevin fans. Well, I'm sure you'll be back oh. on when new drama breaks out, of course, because oh, like yeah. you say, as far as it is, you know, uh, as as much as you two don't want to, uh, you know, keep it relevant, it, it's going to stay relevant towards the fans, especially when you respond. Sure. Uh, he's going to talk oh, about yeah. it in his show regardless, you know. Uh-huh. It's, it's going to stay that way.
1: And, and I do – there is like the uh, there's the you know there there is the elephant in the room and I, I sort of want to address this head on with whether or not I was a uh, traitor and I have well well okay like... I'll
0: start I'll start with the question okay sure because I, I was trying to think all day how I how I wanted to construct this because uh, wow. I think it's the first time you're gonna address it you know on a show yes um so a lot of people would speculate that the the reason that Kevin got so mad. That, that you would go uh, under the belt and, and go on Bill Schwartz's show is, you know, he, he always had guests on his show that that would go on Bill Schwartz's show when they had the feud, but continue to have them back on as guests, right? Right. Uh, but don't you think that it, it, it may have felt different because you were the co-host of his show on M L C? No, no, side kick, sidekick, sidekick,
1: sidekick.
0: Yeah, sidekick <laughs> of MLC and Burning Bridges. So uh-huh. when he had asked you, hey, I, I don't want you going on that show, and you did it anyways, that they right. may have hurt or stung a little bit more because, you know, like of all the show prep that you, you guys have been through together, you know? Right, right. You can understand, like, why he why he yeah. would get so, like, uh, you know, angry about that. Yeah. It is a valid question. Because, okay, okay well, one more point, one more point before Go you address right, it here. Sure. Uh, you know, around that same time when all of this started happening, uh, he had gotten you on Chip. And I know that you would really want to get on Chip yep. Chipperson. That happened. And um, then uh, next thing I know, you were talking about having dinner with Kumia. So, so in a way, it felt like, okay, Brian's kind of making a status for himself uh, upon not only the Compound, but other comics, podcasts. So in a way, to the fans probably, it looked like, okay, you're branching out. So why give a shit what Kevin says? You know, you don't need him no more. In a way, it looks like, okay, you know, I've made a status now. If Kevin were to get mad about this, it it wouldn't really matter because I would have a place here kind of thing, right?
1: Right. All valid. Um, To address the Kumia thing, I went to Kumia's house for a 4th of July barbecue like six years ago. Right. So like I, and I had... At the nine eleven benefit hosted by Jay Moore at the Beacon Theater back in well, right after nine eleven, I had dinner with Opie and Anthony at a table with me and Kurt and fucking Jay and it, so like there's a lot of people seem to think that like I dropped into MLC right. like but there's history that, with a with a vodka soaked parachute or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, hey, I'm a Pinot you know, Grigio. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Four deep, um, but. <laughs> That's, that's that's not the case. So but, let me let's go from and I know I'm not gonna like uh, I'm not gonna filibuster and just say like, like this is the truth and if you don't believe, it,
0: right? Yeah, because everybody's gonna truth. have their own opinions because there's two sides. this story, you know? okay,
1: this is how it went down. And if you actually like take out your feelings about whether you don't like me or whether you if you know Kevin and you'll understand that what I'm saying is in fact the truth so okay I'm working with Kevin okay so let me actually let's take it back okay I only heard of Kevin because I was listening to Opie and Anthony and I heard Kevin on the show and Mm -hmm. I was like and I knew of Neil I think I may have met Neil a couple of times like back in Boston Comedy Club you know 100 years ago but we certainly weren't friends or or anything and um but I didn't know who Kevin was and I'm listening to Open Anthony and this fucking guy is ranting and <laughs> shitting all over his brother name and, and name I loved it I loved it I was like I was because Kevin and I have a lot of similarities. We're from big Irish families uh, we both hold grudges and then it, it kind of stops there but there's enough of that and I was like, I kind of was like, I had a bit of a man crush. And I'm like, oh, right. this fucking guy is too much. So Eddie Iff and I are are friends. And Eddie understands where I exist in the comedy world. He respects my talent, whatever. Right, right. And But he also knows I'm not a comic. But I, so I said, Eddie, I said, do you know? And Eddie is somebody that also gets a ton of shit on Twitter and he gets a lot of bullshit. And Eddie's a really funny comic. I mean, whatever. But, but my point is, is, I asked Eddie, I said, hey, you know that guy Kevin Brennan? And Eddie goes, oh yeah, he goes, I've known Kevin for like over 20 years. And I said, you know, I would, and I don't like to ask anybody for anything. Jews have a great word called a hazer. I don't ever want to be a hazer, but I said, you know, I I know he does a podcast um, and I didn't know Lenny. I didn't know anybody. And I hadn't even really listened to a podcast. I just knew about it from Opie and Anthony. And I, I said, could you reach out, and I would like to be a guest on his show. And so like five minutes later, I get a text from Kevin. And then I said something like, you have beautiful blue eyes. And he goes, you're blind. How do you know? And then we talked very briefly. Right. Then I did the first show. And after the first show, he called me like the next day around then. And he goes, you know, can you come back next week? And then he goes, do you want to be my co-host? Mm-hmm. And I said, Sure. Now, in my mind, I was like, I'll just do this because a year before I had lost my vision. I was sort of like, I had a year where I wasn't sure if I was going to go totally blind or right. I was so, sort of. So, like,
0: what, what was kind of the mindset of going on that show? Was it more of exposure or anything like that? Because it may have been out of anger, but I know you had previously said that uh, you would have never gone on that show if it wasn't for the money, correct? You did say that, right? No, 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 no. I'm
1: sorry. I, I don't know how that got out there. No, I did this show for f- Free for about four four months. Right, And then when I had a conversation with Kevin, because we were getting donations, I was showing up every thir- Thursday, I think it was, every Thursday to do the show. And I was like, listen, I'm happy to be part of this. And you and I, for whatever reason, we work well together and I enjoy doing it. But if this is a commercial enterprise, I want to be compensated. Right. And if you don't want to compensate me, that's completely fine. And I get it. But if you're making money from this thing, I want to be paid. And again, to Kevin's credit, he we thought of a percentage. It was 60-40, 60 Kevin, 40 me. And he says, this is what, and I'll pay you once a month. And it's going to go into a PayPal account and blah, blah, blah. And so we agreed. I said, okay. Like I said, Kevin is is good with the money. He under, Kevin's been a comic for a 35 years, and he is ethical with that in terms of like, because he knows he doesn't want to be fucked over. And also, if you're doing something and you're getting paid, and I'm doing, you know, 40% of the heavy lifting, then I should get paid too. You know, I'm not a guest, I'm, I'm showing up to do this thing. So, yeah,
0: at this point, you're, you're part of the show. And like you say, right. Enterprise, you know, that, that way your name could, could be tagged and, and always a part of MLC. Yeah.
1: And, and, and listen, I did four, I, I looked at it as a four month audition. And I would show up and do the show and I enjoy doing it. But also like three o'clock, it punches a hole in a Thursday and I have other shit going on. So I was like, if I can make whatever I can make, then I can roll this into other work that I'm doing. So I started off doing the show never for money. And that was never really my intention until we started to get into it. And I felt comfortable enough to ask to get paid. Right. So I started off as a fan.
0: Yeah, and absolutely.
1: Just, it's something to do to get out of the house because, you know, whatever. So, okay. So I started the show and then four months. And then one day I was, he was doing um, Burning Brandon, which initially was just him by himself. Right, and, I right. just, and I just called into the show. I was like, I don't know where I was. I was probably at a fucking Irish bar, let's be honest. And um, and I, I remember now, I call, I actually asked the bartender to Google search the number for Compound Media. Yeah. And I called and I was like, hey, I work with Kevin on MLC and they knew who I was and they put me through. And then the next week or maybe the week after, Kevin said, why don't you come on the show? Right. And you'll do the show with me every week. And I said, okay. And again, didn't get paid. Just I just did it and I did it and I did it. And then Kevin's contract was coming up and then I said listen if you're getting paid to do this and you want me to show up every Tuesday at whatever it was 10 o'clock or 2 o'clock or something I can't even remember but I said you know I would like Keith to break open the budget and pay me look I don't I don't want to get paid as much as you but I should get paid something to show up and do this show and if you can't pay me to be the co-host of this show I understand. That's fine. Like, right. but, you know, then I can, but I need to do, this is, this is what I do for a living. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know people are going to fucking freak out on Twitter when I said that, but like this kind of shit, you know, it's a little project here, a little project there, a little project there, and it builds into something. So anyway, so then I got paid from, uh, from Keith and through compound, and we started working together. And then we were doing the show, twice a week and then and again my t- i can't do the timeline but it was something along the lines of kevin very occasionally rarely but kevin and i would go there are two irish bars across the street from hey there's your head Sorry, um that's quite all right listen oh hey daddy hey. um hey baby um but uh we would go to this irish bar and kevin would have chicken parmesan and uh and, and uh and the ginger ale and i would have you know my four or five uh pinot grigios, pinot grigios. And I knew I knew Bill Schwartz. I know Bill Schultz. It's fun to say Bill Schwartz. Yeah, it really but, it is a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah it's it's funny. Um, but I knew Bill from before this. I never went on Red Eye, but Bill and Joe De Rosa are good friends. So I have socialized with Bill. Bill, we knew each other. Again, Bill's not a comic, but right. we lived in that same kind of TV uh, uh, universe of, of of being on panels and that kind of shit. Right. So, so I so he was saying, like, on the show, like, the show is called Burning, Burning Bridges, right? Yeah. So the, the, the mission statement of that show is to burn bridges. And what is funnier than shitting on other shows on your own network? Yeah, so, I mean, like, that's
0: absolutely a blast. That's why it was my favorite. you know?
1: Exactly right. And it's also, and you know, because, listen, you're somebody, you could smell it if it wasn't authentic you you legitimately when you listen to Kevin ranting about something even if he's completely wrong he believes that it's true do you know what i'm saying right so there is like there's a realness to Kevin's opinions and behaviors and because he may be completely fucking wrong, but in his mind, he's right, so it's, it's engaging because well, – The, the he,
0: thing about him, he, he always uh, makes a way to make it seem right, you know? Like, uh, you, he, right. you, as a fan, you can always make sense of why he's doing what he's doing. Like, yes. that's the reason why Jimmy Martinez got so pissed off and left the studio is because right. Kevin just wanted to see the dates and, and Jimmy couldn't, didn't really want to pull them up or not, and Kevin kept, you know, pestering. I do right. you know how he can get – yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he got mad, because he was right about that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so then, so we would start to talk, and he would shit on Bill and Joanne. They aren't funny. They aren't funny. And then we would, he would talk, and he would say to me, you know, it makes me nuts that, you know, Bill Schwartz, or he call him Schultz, but Bill is single- I have a family. I have kids. I should have more time on the channel. Um, I should get paid more. Um, Bill's not talented, and he would kind of run down Bill off the show, not right. on on camera, which is yeah. totally fine. I would listen, and I would go, and I would say, "Listen, I'm like, if you can, for some reason, like our like we had, like our deal was up again or something. It was like he was trying to renegotiate with Keith again, right. and and he said, so he goes, I said, listen, I said." I'll make it abundantly clear. Cause I got paid per show. I said, if we can do the show four days a week, and then also do MLC on, on that Friday, then I'm good. I can do this with you. And I'm, I'm on whatever you can, do. if you want to do four days a week, cause he was sort of saying to me, uh, you know, do you think we could do this? You know, like have enough to say, I'm like, yeah, I think so. We can certainly give it a shot. So he, but he would always go back to Bill's not funny. Joanne's not funny, blah, 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 which is fine. But then, he was emailing Keith and he was saying to Keith, like, you should fire Bill. Bill's not funny. And that goes back to like that guy on Twitter. That's where, for me, I.
0: That's split. the point. But I, I remember. That's, you know, when that started happening around the same timeline, Bill Schwartz was attacking Kevin on the Twitter too.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get, hold on. I I will get there. Give me just two seconds. So, so Kevin started emailing Keith and it became, I don't know if you've ever been to compound or not, but there's like a green room and then there's a studio and I would, uh, because Kevin would like run in like a minute before the show. And I'm like, I'm such a fruit. I would always bring, like donuts and shit for Garrett and the crew and everything. And I would come right. a little early or I would take a I would bring Starbucks and shit in just because what the fuck? I don't care. I would I would come there from the train and you walk by a Starbucks and so I would come a little early and just kind of schmooze and hang out because again I knew a lot of the same people from before I even started working with Kevin. So so and then Keith would like say to me and he'd be like, you know, like Kevin, he would sort of like take me aside and say like Kevin is you know, he's really running down Bill and blah blah blah. And we had Kevin had talked to us before about maybe some of the racial terms that were employed on the show, strictly in parody and jest. Everybody, let's right, right. Um, it,
0: even even with some of the callers too. Like it was getting, you know, yeah, it
1: was getting. And and that's not that's not what it's about. It's not about like <laughs> that. But anyway, so and so so what I felt was and up and really and up until now, and I know what you're gonna what you're saying, but up until now. It had been very much like an on-air feud, like an miss and a Howard. Yeah, absolutely. Then it became
0: personal outside of the air with the emails.
1: Right, But it was on, it was Kevin 100% started it. And then Kevin started actively in in his own way campaigning for, if not Bill and Joanne's spots, then their money. I don't know how much those guys are getting paid. But in Kevin's mind, they were getting paid more than, and not even us more than him. And he felt like he was funny and, Bill, and you know, the whole deal. Yeah. So anyway, so then one night, Bill was probably in his cups or whatever it is. And I mean, Kevin was like, Bill has, I mean, Kevin was really shitting all over. Bill. I mean, well, he was yeah, in- I
0: mean, but uh, I guess every right, because, because of the way that they had gotten angry at each other, as far as on the air, but, right. but at this point, you're bringing it in uh, with Keith the
1: cops' emails and yes. things like that, right? Now it's like so. And I and by the way, I, like I am, I'm ringside for all this shit, right? So like, so I don't mind the whole thing about Bill on the air and and even off the air. I mean, it was to the point where like when if they pat, like Kevin was coming into the show, barely like with thirty seconds, he come in. We would start some shows. He have his fucking bike helmet on. Like we would like, he would fly in there because he didn't, Kevin's not confrontational. He's a paper tiger. So like they would, he would never even want to see Bill. There was like real animosity there. Yeah. And again, that's fine. All of this for me is fine. Okay. But when he started emailing Keith and saying, I should get those spots. I should get his money. You should fire Bill. Right. Okay. Then that's (laughs) when Bill one night, was fucked up or whatever it is, and he made that clip yeah. of Kevin using all this language on the show. Kind of like what that guy did with me with the disabled thing, right? right, right and he right. made this clip of Kevin. But he never actually, and his whole thing was like, I'm going to fuck up your Patreon. Yeah. So w- what Bill was doing, and just stay with me here, please. Bill was reacting to what Kevin started, okay? So this whole mess was because of Kevin. It wasn't like, Kevin was the first, Kevin was the one that fucking ran in there and said, you should lose your job, blah, blah, blah. And I feel very passionately that you shouldn't fuck with somebody's money. Well, well, at
0: at any point with all this going on, did you ever go to Kevin or pull Kevin aside and say, hey, man, we we might want to relax on this situation? You know, it's one thing on the air, but now it's getting to the off the air point because you could tell it was bothering you, right? Yeah,
1: all the time. We would talk on the phone. And he would call me and he would rant about Bill and Joanne. And I would say to him, I would say, what do you give a shit? So what, they're not funny. Who gives a fuck? As far as I'm concerned, like this sounds like really narcissistic, but if every show on Compound sucks, we look great. I don't even, if they want if Keith wants to pay Bill and Joanne to do some crappy show in the morning.
0: Four days a oh, week and you guys were getting yeah. two and one but of them would cut want, down by 30 minutes.
1: But I'm not even, I'm, I'm, it's not even for me to like, it's not for me to, to email Keith and underhandedly try to take their 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 jobs. What the fuck else is Bill gonna do? This is right. what he does for this is his this is his gig. Like so I would say to Kevin, I would say, I would say what I'm saying to you, I would say to Kevin. I right. would be like, Look, you shouldn't be doing this with Keith. If you want this time, what you should do is you should say, We need on our own shift, blah, blah, blah. So then they gave us, because of Kevin, they gave us another day more money, and then they dropped the show by a half an hour to give E-Rock some, a show, which Kevin flipped out about.
0: Yeah, the so Would You Kindly started, show.
1: Right, which it, which it started, so it, it started to get, like, not fun at, at right now. It started to become, and, you know, I could sit here and say that, you know, Kevin is his own worst enemy, and he really fucks up everything he touches, and I don't know how you could disagree with me. So, anyway. So I had done Bill's morning show like once or twice, I think. Yeah. And I had gone on, and I, it's always a good time to to plug MLC for the Patreon. And I would always do a good job, I think, hopefully, on Bill and Joanne's show. You know, it was always panel stuff, and yeah, I would yeah, make sure it's... to plug Kevin and I show, and also like it's. If you're going to look at this like pro wrestling, the idea of co-host or sidekick, whatever the fuck you want to call me, coming on and doing the morning show, it's kind of like, it's another level of the work. Like it's more, it's kind of more of a fun, it it keeps it all kind of on the air. You know what I mean? Right, yeah.
0: But that was uh, regarding the first two appearances.
1: Right. And then there was one
0: more than he had asked you not to go on. Right.
1: Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. So now we're at the, now we're there, okay? Yeah. So what had happened was, I was I there was a there was a it was an MLC coming up where I had to move the time and it was like a a difference of an hour because this is gonna get really boring but bear with me it was like we were I had something to do in the morning and because I live in Brooklyn but it's about 25 minutes to get to um MLC Mm -hmm. and I had like I wanted I had five hours in middle of the day to kill and I wanted to shrink it down to three hours because three hours is easy to kill five hours. You're like, what the, f- I mean, how many right, handouts right. Can, yeah. can a guy get? You know what I mean? So I, um, so I had called Kevin and, and occasionally because of his kids or because of extenuating circumstances, we had moved around times for NLC because it was never a live show. So I had left Kevin either a text message or a voice saying, Hey, call me uh, when you can, because I need to talk to you about moving the show the next day, because I was coming in in the morning to do Bill and Joanne's show, and then I had like a big chunk of time before I was gonna do the Tape MLC show. So I'm at uh, lunch at a place called Frost. The bay clams are fabulous. And um, I'm at this place called Frost. I'm with Joe DeRosa, his parents, and this other comic, very funny girl, black girl, old friend of Joes, I don't know her, I can't think of her name. And we're all sitting around and we're having Lunch and drinks and blah blah blah. Because um, Joe's parents live in South Jersey and they were up and I know them and we're all hanging out. My phone rings and I can't ever see who it is, so I hold my phone up. I go, "Who's that?" And he goes, "Oh, it's Kevin Brennan." Right. And so I excuse myself from the table. I go outside and I go, "Hey," and I said, "Listen, can we um, can we move the show up a little bit um, earlier in the day because I'm coming in earlier and that'll just um, that'll just give me." Uh, I'll have less time to fucking sit around the city,
0: right? An and he
1: was off. like, "Well, let me figure it out, blah blah blah." And then he was like, "Yeah, I think I can make it work." And then, um, and then I said, uh, and then, and then, literally, I wasn't even talking to him. I was just thinking out loud. And I yeah. said, "All right, I'll come. I'll come in. I'll do Bill and Joanne's show." Ah. And then, then literally, it was like the needle went off the record. Right. And he goes, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "I'm." I said, and literally, I was like. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do Bill's show that morning. And he goes, You can't do this show. And I said, What are you talking about? And he goes, Yeah. He goes, You're not allowed to do that show. And and again, right. I didn't even like understand the magnitude of this. I didn't even really like get it. And I said, Are you joking? Are you being serious? I'm like, I I can't tell with you. Because at this point, we had, I've been working with Kevin for over two years and we've become as friendly as I know people are like, Talk about Lenny, these other co-hosts. So but this
0: was him. like a different tone
1: that you that you weren't used to, right? Yeah, well it was also like I had hung in there for two years with Kevin. That's gotta be some kind of record, right? So I so he goes, he goes, You can't go in the morning. And I said, Well, why? And he goes, Because of that of that of that video, but the Patreon thing, which Bill never released. He never put that up anywhere. It was just kind of this thing that Bill had made. Right. So I I said to Kevin, I said, Well, I said, listen. I'm going to, number one, I have nothing to do with your feud with with Bill. And I said to him, I said, you have been trying to get Bill and Joanne fired with Keith for like months now. I said, so you have gone underhand and you behind his back, you've tried to get this guy fired for months. And now he made this little video about you. And now you're flipping out because, but you've been trying to fuck him. You've been trying to fuck him over for six months. Right. So, Bill's pushing back a little bit, which is his right. Gary Goldman should never put his hands on Kevin. No, but, definitely not. Yeah, but if you're on the same, if Kevin's trying to fuck with you, with your money, and trying to get behind you to to your respective boss, and Bill pushes back in his capacity, that's completely within his right. So in my mind, it's like, all right, you may be upset with Bill, okay? And then I said, but, and I'm trying to explain to Kevin, I'm like, do you get the, 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 the humor of me going on there because right. at this point it's like I'm blind, I'm fucking drunk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'll go in there in the morning and we won't even talk about your feud with Bill and Kevin because in my mind, this is all just radio nonsense. Like, yeah, 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 I yeah. did not, I didn't think that he should ever have gone to, Ke- to Keith to get him fired. To me, yeah. that's a d- move like that's beyond the brand of kevin brennan and i hate that word brand
0: right but, but, at, the t- but the- at the time you were going on this appearance you had known about the emails already so you, yeah, yeah, you t- knew t- the magnitude t- of the whole situation was kind of getting yeah. out of control
1: yeah but it was like but in my mind again it's like kevin fundamentally sta- kevin started it kevin started this by essentially trying to get bill fired and going around his back and emailing keith and um, So that's why I was like, of course, Bill made this fucking video. You're trying to fucking get this guy fired and you're really being shitty about it. So then Kevin said, and I said, listen, I said, I've already committed to doing this show tomorrow morning. I said, I'm going to, I have to do it. I said, I'm not going to. And also I said something along the lines of, I'm like, listen, you and I work together, but like. You're not my boss. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I can do this show and also work with you. And again, it's better for you and I because at that point, it was all about bumping up the Patreon numbers. And I said, I, me doing Bill's show, and the, maybe the fans are going to think, I was, you know what a heel means? Mm-hmm, like it was right. like, now I'm going to do this thing and I'm willing to fall on the sword now. I'm going to look like I'm backstabbing you. Like, I'm not
0: really upset. Right. A you cut out for a second.
1: Little. What's happening?
0: Are you still there? I don't, the video, it cut out. Your video is paused.
1: Oh, right here. Oh, I'm right here. Yes, oh, there no. you are. There you are. Okay, cool. Were you All good?
0: Right. I'll cut that part out. Let's get
1: Okay, I'm in. Okay, so anyway, end scene. No, uh, so basically, I said I'm on the phone with Kevin, and I said, "Listen, I, I have to do the show tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not going to cancel. I'll look like a bitch. You will look like a bitch because everyone's going to know that,
0: that you told that he told you not to go on the show. Yeah.
1: You don't want to look thin-skinned. None right, it shouldn't matter. Like, really, the Kevin Brennan, you know, again, I hate this word, but the, the Kevin brand. Brennan brand should be." Brian can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's a cunt for doing it. Blah blah blah. And again, me knowing about this key thing and Kevin yeah, yeah, being yeah. underhanded. so so then Kevin says, "If you do the show, you can't do MLC anymore." Right. And I, was, I said ever, and he goes, "Yeah." And I said, "All right, let me let me call you back." Uh-huh. So I hung up and I sat down with Joe, and he's like, "What was that about?" Because I was outside for a while. I was like, "Yeah, obviously." You know? All and means. I come back in and Joe goes, What's going on? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I I ran down the whole thing with Joe. Yeah. And he goes, What are you gonna do? And I said, I don't I don't know. I said, one, I said, I can't and also by this point with the Patreon and with burning bridges, I wasn't making a fortune, but it right. was money. It was money, it was mid mid five figures, yeah. you know, okay. something okay. like that. Maybe a little maybe a little north of that, maybe. Yeah. So so, so
0: at but at this point, uh you, like you say, it you know, you're making a little bit of money. But at any point in time, did you ever think like, okay, maybe you've been around for two years because loyalty is very important to Kevin. And the fact that this has gone beyond radio, now it's, you know, something going on outside of the shows that, that he had looked at it that way. Like, Oh, wow. You know, we've been together two years. This is a point where you should have my back and
1: not go on the show because that was his decision. Like he, he didn't want you to do the show. That's a very good point. So I call Kevin back, okay? I sit down, I have a couple baked clams, slam down a glass of uh, Pinot Grigio, as is mine, because I'm a real masculine man here. And I go back outside and I call Kevin. And I said, listen, I said, I'm going to do the show tomorrow morning, okay? I said, you're, I said, but I still want to do MLC and I still want to do Burning Brand or Burning Bridges. I said, and I wish that you would, understand that i have no skin in this game right Right. now and this is between you and bill and you started this whole thing with bill and you're gonna look like a pussy if i cancel right now because it's gonna become bill will have kind of won okay and so kevin gets really quiet on the phone and he goes brian brian i hope your kids die i hope your children die and i was like i said what he goes, I hope your kids die in a fire. And I said, let me get something straight. Yeah. I'm like, we're talking about a fucking podcast slash closed uh, network talk show. Behind a paywall, at- no
0: listeners to mourn.
1: Yeah. And you're actively wishing for the death of my children. I said something similar to that.
0: Right. And he but goes, didn't, you know, didn't you know it was... uh, uh part of his brand though for saying something like that or yeah, was it a little bit more than that because it was between y'all two on a phone yeah
1: we're we're now we're now talking we're in like we're we're just we're two coworkers talking about a disagreement in our jobs okay so, yeah so, this isn't on air. And frankly, he said, I hope your kids die on air. I would still be annoyed. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, his, yeah, yeah. I know his wife. I know his kids. He's actually a great dad. He has great kids. His wife's beautiful. Like, we have all socialized, blah, 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 whatever. And, but for him, and he's met my children. For him to sit there on the phone, number one, I, it's just, I just was like, you know what? Like, this guy is fucking toxic. I don't care if I'm making, $250,000 a month. I'm not going to work with this guy. Like that was what he came out of the gate with. He goes, I hope your children die. Right, so I was th- like, at hey, this
0: point, when you heard that you, you had had enough and you're like, you know, fuck said, it. I'm going to go do more than anyway. You know?
1: No, I said, I said, I said, that I said, I said, really, Kevin, you hope my children die. I said, nice. I said, we're done. No problem. And that was, I think that's the last time I ever talked to Kevin. I'm pretty sure it was.
0: Well, wow. And that wow. Was,
1: and that was that and and that was and and again so in terms of the loyalty and and everything else like i again kevin started all this shit with bill no matter and people are really shitty to bill on twitter because that's what people do but like you know they say bill has aids and bill whatever the Bill's right, about right. Cocaine, He's a coke whatever, whatever
0: the yeah is. yeah and yeah. i
1: get it that's all that's all fine but when you start like what that guy did on twitter when you start to like try to fuck with somebody how somebody pays their rent yeah it's a shitty thing to do and that's not on a brand that's just being a fucking asshole but right, so, yeah
0: i mean it's on it's on social media twitter and you yeah. know it's like the, if, that's, that's what they're like, doing with their day is cutting clips but you know I, I also feel like uh i hate to go back to it but I, sure. I also feel he would not have been so active in cutting those clips if you wouldn't have been responding so yes free you're free absolutely right Listen,
1: at the at the very beginning of this thing, I said, "Yeah, all of this back and forth troll shit is on me. It's my yeah. fault." Right, right, right. Yeah. So you know, I can't, and so so I, as
0: far as you know, it's going to continue to happen until it just yeah, finally dies finally- out and it bores people. You know,
1: uh, which is right. Well, again, in itself. I wanted to, um, you know, that that is, and so and hopefully, no, hopefully we said it straight. I don't know what else to say. It's like yeah. that's really how it. And then since then. I have called Kevin a few times or sent him a text message
0: a few times. I I left him a
1: couple voicemails. Right. Exactly. Just being friendly. And again, like, look, I haven't talked to my father in 25 years because he didn't pick me up at the bus station. So like, so like I get there, I get the Irish Alzheimer's where you forget everything except your grudges. So like, I understand Kevin, but if I had said that to Kevin, like I hope your children die, I guarantee he would have flipped out. Right. So, I kinda didn't have any choice. Like, say, he I had, had to, said
0: something like that before or something to that effect on uh Burning Bridges and, and you came on and you were you were angry about it. Yeah. Was it something no, about yeah, the yeah. kids? I don't yeah. I believe so it's yeah. just
1: like there's so much more shit to talk. It's like come on. You know, and it, it's like I mean, again, this is gonna fall on deaf ears, but it's like like all these Twitter people, like if you wouldn't say it to me and to my face then. Why say it on Twitter, but whatever. That's, a, that's a whole nother conversation.
0: Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, they're, they're, they hide behind the fake profiles. You know how it works right. with the Kevin fans. Any really, they they transfer from ONA, that whole subculture, really. Now it's kind of turned into the podcasting right. world.
1: Oh, I almost so, forgot, by the way. Sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. I figured you were going to do that at the beginning of the show. Let me see those new tattoos.
1: Uh, well, yeah, here's Brian Baru. Thank you very much. All that's right. the – people love these on Twitter, by the way. They hate <laughs> them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, wow. Shit, I'm yeah,
0: but yeah yeah, I was mentioning that. Yeah, the chair was in the way on that last one. I think that's oh, all the sorry. Green. Good.
1: Oh, we've, we've all seen
0: him. We've all seen him. We've all seen him. All right. Jesus Christ, Brian!
1: Hot, hot pussy right there.
0: I was, I was hot. bringing it up on uh, cause I did MLC on Monday. Uh, oh, I good. Did My my first appearance on there, and uh, you nice know, you. I, you know, I was, ta- I'm here to just talk truth. You know, that's why that's sure. what we get. You know, that's what's yeah, fun. Yeah. But I said, uh, I said, I've never seen somebody get a tattoo after they got sober. And it's just, this great It's, crazy. it's <laughs> outstanding to me. All right. I haven't I even thought about a tattoo since I quit drinking, you know? Oh, when'd you quit drinking? Uh, eight and a half months ago.
1: Oh, good for you. How's it going?
0: Great, man. I started my own like, show.
1: <laughs> are you working the program or?
0: No, no. Like, uh, I quit cold turkey. I had enough of that life. I went, it went on too long, you know?
1: Were you, were you having issues?
0: Yeah, I was just a drunk for a long time, and it got out of control. Where you know it was, I didn't have any creative sense or anything like that. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's you. I I always say like you know you're an alcoholic when like you tell everyone that you're you know stopping drinking, and no one goes what? Come on, you yeah. have a problem. Yeah. You know,
0: well, yeah. No, no, nobody, nobody really thought anything of it until two months went by they're like holy shit uh, you're being for real now i'm like yeah Yeah,
1: everybody was like thank god you know so i
0: was a monster i was a monster when i drank yeah yeah. and
1: also do you did you notice everyone now is like fucking so bored but did you notice when you quit drinking how better you slept
0: it took me about two months until i could actually get sleep and then i realized the whole time drinking there was never real sleep you're just passing out from drinking you know
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go to bed. I would go to bed drunk and wake up when I sobered up at like three in the morning. I would. I would
0: still wake up drunk, and that's just how my life was the whole time.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Good for you. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, anyway, but it's a uh, lot of fun.
0: But yeah, yeah, so so you. I I don't know which clips you've seen of the show. Like, I guess you like the content so far. Oh, your stuff. Right.
1: Yeah, you're doing a great job. You're you're, you're very you're very easy to 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 listen to, and you certainly know how to. I like that you have some. Uh, you are you're very articulate, especially for someone who's from a hillbilly part of the country.
0: It uh, is. It is. There's yeah. this Bible Belt down here. Anybody that watches my show is like, oh, my God, you said oh, no, that. Right? I'm like, relax. Well, you
1: know. Listen, you ever come to New York, stay in the Joe Rosa suite. Or I might have to. For she it, has- you're on the A team now, buddy. Um, <laughs>
0: so. Well, all right. Let's address the biggest elephant in the room. You knew it was okay. going to come, coming on this show. I got to ask sure, the question, please. what would it take? for the reunion, for one, one show, or maybe just a meeting, anything like that? Who is it up to? What has to happen?
1: Here's the thing. Number one, I'm, I have reached out to Kevin in a, in a friendly, not a conciliatory way, but in a, in a friendly way. Like, checked out, hey, how you doing? Or I don't even know what, it, what kind of voice value I for him or whatever it is. And let's be honest, if you listen to my shows, I never really talk about Kevin. Right. I'll only, I react to Kevin, but I don't ever start the conversation. And apparently like, you know, Bruce, we all know Bruce Fulton, you know, and Bruce is like, you know, uh, Bruce tells me, I get, I get my information from Bruce and Bruce is like, Kevin talks about you constantly on this show right. and, and Adam and everybody else. And the problem is, is that, you know, Kevin, I, you know, I got to know him as well as I think anybody can get to know Kevin and he really is like, I think there's something like legitimately like wrong with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, you know, like I think he should be medicated and I don't think he would disagree. Right. So I would listen, I would love, cause I fundamentally, you know, I have horrible self esteem. So I like to please people. So I would love nothing more. Even these shitheads that try to like uh, get my disabled show derailed and Oh, by the way to that same motherfucker, the the, the uh, Revenge of the Jedi poster, I don't know. Was I spent less than three grand? Around twenty seven hundred, I think, is okay.
0: <laughs> oh, are y'all still fighting about the poster? I read that on I Twitter mean, earlier it's today.
1: Nice. Un fucking P- people
0: are responding with pictures of their artwork. I know. Hey, uh, do you wanna do you want a few more fan questions yeah, while sure. we're here that we can yeah, wrap it up yeah, and yeah, then know, uh, know, you can come back it. on for another appearance if you want when drama no, no, breaks. No, no, let's
1: do while we're here. Let's do it.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh... I call him methodical Plan. Let's see. <laughs> this is crazy.
1: Go ahead. I don't care. Whatever it is. Some
0: of them doesn't pay off. Do you still hang out with anybody at the compound? I don't know why somebody would ask that.
1: Um. Yeah. Did you hear about the um the the um uh, the Gary Busey party?
0: Uh. Yeah. I did hear a little bit about that. Actually, Aaron yeah. Berg was there.
1: Aaron and Garrett, Garrett is, I think Garrett like runs the board over right. at, um, and it was funny because I guess Garrett follows me on Twitter, and Yeah. Garrett, Garrett was like, uh, he called, you know, call, text message, I think, and because he had to, he helped me calibrate that TV, so he was like, I can vouch for the size of the TV. I'm like, I never thought that would be controversial, the size of the stupid TV. Yeah, and
0: no, turned into a whole thing.
1: Yeah. No, I'm a very, Garrett and his girlfriend, they don't live too far from me. Uh, they live, uh, whatever. I can walk there probably 15 minutes. But yeah, and I stop by compound, I mean, obviously not anytime that recently, but I was there probably in February. The studio is in a very central part right by Penn Station and Harold Square where Macy's is and shit. So yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of times when you'll be in midtown Manhattan and you're just kind of there. So I'll always pop up and say hello. So, yeah. I mean, e has done my show, um, but he lives out in New Jersey. And so I don't, but yeah, I mean, there's no, and I mean, I'm, and they actually, I'll tell you something funny. Um, I had the idea when the day, because ap- I think we had a Burning Bridges to do like the next day. And I had the, I was, I had the idea. I called Garrett and I said, why don't I come on and do a, because spe- at that point the show had gotten, so incendiary and so vitriolic and so just kind of i thought it was just nasty which is fine i mean if people think that people entertain i don't care sorry i'm fucking burping of course (laughs) but uh (laughs) um, but like i i thought it would be funny to do a show called like you know the brian mccarthy rainbow and bunny hour with like a big rainbow and like twinkly music and, Mm -hmm. and i thought and i could like come on with stuff but and like but and then it was funny because then Keith, I think, hit me up, and Keith was like, "We want you to come in and do that." But then it just it just never happened. Oh, but, so so
0: yeah. I mean, a lot of fans were wondering about that too. If you ever actually got not even an offer, but a call from Keith about having a show, because I know they were doing a lot of random tryouts. I know they did a uh, Pat Oates, who was pretty good on there, and yeah. a few other programs. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yeah. If I, here's the thing: I could have i I could have pitched it to them but I just did, I think, I mean, is Burning Bridges still on? No,
0: no, absolutely not. So, uh, no, no. Well, uh,
1: okay, so how much
0: truth is there in that, that you don't engage or watch or listen to any MLC at the I don't. These I days? don't I because don't. a lot of people could speculate on Twitter and say Go that right you in. do because some no. of the way that you respond would I make it sound your, like you would heard. Right. You know, clip. I
1: get some information, third party, from Bruce or Adam only when something comes up that's egregious and because of this quarantine like i said i put my foot into the fucking puddle of warm diarrhea that is twitter right and uh, and that is where i was like oh shit there's a lot flying around here so yeah. no i don't listen to the shows and um i will occasionally hear like stacy prustman is going to be on the show tomorrow oh and really I, yeah and I have heard from, like, I, Flutzy called me today. I haven't called her back, but um, I've heard from some people that there was a, if you do my show, you're not allowed to do his show, which is fucking gay, but whatever.
0: Well, I think um, Stacey still does his show, I, I believe. Um, I think
1: she does too. And I, I, I may be wrong she, about that, but I, I, don't I don't know. I mean, Look, as long as she still has a disease where her pussy soaks through, like, couch cushions, she's always welcome on the Brian McCarthy interview show.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, we'll do, we'll do two more here, and, sure. uh, and then we'll, I'll have some more ready for next time. Uh, sure. Some of the fans could speculate that you don't pay Adam. How much truth is there into that?
1: No, I pay Adam $100 a show.
0: Okay. A lot of people would. Yeah. So I've gotten, I've gotten that a few times that Adam doesn't get paid for you doing your show, which I don't see how that would be happening. Cause he's no. there to basically do the work and chime in when he can. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's also funny. Like when people go, he doesn't, he never has his guest on the show.
0: Sometimes
1: yeah. I hear from people and they go, they love the, to me, it's funny because this show started as the national lampoon interview show in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And then when I, when I moved back to New York, it was the lampoon show. And then, the if you ever want to have a good read google the Madoff of the midwest he was the owner of the national lampoon he's in jail now for the next like 70 years there's a great article on vanity fair that came out a couple years ago you can marty dundix was the uh ran the whole whatever and my point is is that um the fact that it's called the brian mccarthy interview show and sometimes it's just adam and i talking about how big my dick is or isn't to me is hilarious so I know. I I have to pay him to do the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just drive up to Park Slope. I mean, I I don't even know what that would be, like cost and gas well, in I mean, New York. You know, it's crazy.
1: Well, and also like, I mean, frankly, I, I you know, I don't have the technical acumen to do this, and and he uh, and I I mean, put it this way: if he was the co-host of the show, because the show the Patreon does make money. I mean, trust me, I'm not fucking buying a sailboat, right, right. but like, I would have to break Adam off something as the co-host, but I pay him because. He has to put the show on the platforms, and we don't really edit the show, but he has to clean it up. And he yeah, yeah, it it's a pain me. in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know how it is. So yeah, yeah So I do pay Adam.
0: Uh, okay, one last Something. thing. Last night sure. you posted a video of uh to, to your Patreon, walking through your house. Now I think yep. the same guy we're talking about quickly had the full video on YouTube. I don't know if it was full or just clips, but. Uh, they posted up, somebody had zoomed in on a picture where you had three um, pictures of yourself. Now, somebody went even further, a guy on Twitter, and uh, zoomed in on and said, why does he have his GED up if he yeah. if he uh, went to New York University? So, there that, was, that was the whole argument. It was like, oh, why <laughs> does he have a GED? Did he ever actually well, go to New York
1: University? But these fucking clowns. I'm, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm sorry. No, these no, are no, the questions I no, get. Listen, let's
1: do it. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> but, like. Essentially, here's what happened. When I was uh, 16, I got kicked out of uh, high school because I had a hit of acid on me. And I was going through a very, I was a really, I was a really fucked up teenager. And I went to Kent State University, where Chad went, hilariously enough. And so did Michael Keaton, bizarrely. I didn't know the guy. But um, I went there for opera. And then I I got chicken pox. And then while I was in Kent State, I decided I want to come back to the East Coast. And I wasn't even 17 yet. And I, this is back when I was in a fucking, I was quarantined, <laughs> like now, um, in the infirmary at Kent State University, and I just started calling the Berkeley School of Music, which is in Boston, the uh, Yale School of Drama, which is at Yale and New Haven, right, right. Uh, NYU, yeah. and, and NYU, which is Tisch School of the Arts, and I literally would get somebody on the phone like a receptionist, and I was a very precocious boy. And... I would say, hey, I want to go to the school. Would you send me catalog and admissions and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, a couple days later, this nurse at Kent State, because when you have chickenpox, when you're in the dorm, you can't be in your dorm because you have chickenpox. Yeah. So can. they started delivering these fucking giant packets of like catalogs and, and information about the schools. And so when I got back to uh, Maryland mm-hmm. after I'd flunked out of Kent State, I told my mom, I said, I'm, I have an audition for NYU Tisch. Um, over in, uh, you know, in New York, and I had gotten that GED, but I'd also taken my SATs, and I did really well on my SATs. Verbal, I did great. Math was not so good, but verbal right. was, like, really good, so I went to Tisch, and I had an audition at Tisch, and I did the uh, monologue for Butterflies Are Free, So Why Aren't We?, and like a little fruit, at the end of my audition, I started crying, <laughs> and uh, and I told them how much I wanted to go to the school there, and um I left. And then a week later I got accepted to NYU Tisch because I kind of, what I did was a lot of times, cause again, I, a lot of times you can do something if you don't know, you can't do it. That's when you can do it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 So like I actually, I kind of backdoored, <laughs> I kind of back, <laughs> hello, <laughs> but I, I backdoored NYU because I went to Tisch first. Yeah. So, I got into Tish. Like, right, like, if I tried to pull that shit now, it wouldn't fucking happen. This is 1990. It's a whole different world. Yeah. So, I got into Tish, which I then was provisionally accepted to NYU. And then I ended up dropping out a month in, anyway. All right.
0: So, so, I mean, you addressed the question. They were yeah. wondering, you know, the, the fans are going to zoom in cool. on all kinds of also, shit. The
1: whole time. More thing. Yeah. And also, one more thing on that. If you're going for acting or any sort of a liberal arts performance, bachelor of fine arts, don't say the a- N word. <laughs> thank you but it doesn't really fucking matter like yeah, if you yeah, have a bd yeah. or whatever it is it's all performance and and merit-based right so, i mean
0: these clowns are out there just trying to catch you in a lie that's all care. it is I'm, And they want something to talk about yeah, uh, they, they're, they're keeping it relevant hey what are you gonna do
1: just spell well, my name right man you know what i mean I, I don't give a shit
0: i'm glad you came on to clear it up yeah. man i'm glad you chose ski mask collective uh yeah, you know to great content we're probably gonna get some hate from uh, from some of the brian haters so, you know some yeah, people might fine. say wow
1: you know. Also, can I just one more thing on my end, please? If you don't yeah, mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: So I know that people have been putting up these uh analytics of of me with the. Yes, I. Of the why followers. did I
0: forget about that? So you bought the followers. Now, Chad told me to tell you, uh, uh say hello to your fifty eight followers. How true is this? Have, okay. Do, are they all fake, or do you feel, or do you feel like the analytics program is fake?
1: Here is what it is. Um, about in the in the opening couple of years of twitter i think twitter's been around since like 08 maybe oh wait oh,
0: oh no i think it launched in 08 if i'm not mistaken uh,
1: oh, okay fair enough so i was living in los angeles and i had been hired to be on a spike tv pilot which was produced by james Gandolfini, um which is a show called men you which is like a cooking stipulation show and it was all about like a, if, if these guys didn't make a good meal they'd have to like get their fucking asshole waxed or something hell yeah and Jim, who was Jim? Because I had dinner with him a bunch of times. He's a really nice guy, and his wife Linda. Um, he, I, I knew his best friend um, through my neighborhood, and I, I basically had audition, and I got the part of the panty dropper, which was a guy that made drink so delicious the girls dropped their panties. So right, right, right. anyway, so I'm in. I, the show gets they produce the pilot, which is very expensive, and they they shot my shit in L.A. And I, on my own dime, okay, I hired a publicist, and you know, and when you hire a publicist, you hire them for a length of time. It's like they kind of present you a a campaign—a one-month campaign, a ninety-day campaign, or a six-month campaign. I just did a month. It was like something around four grand, right? And so, I. I hired this woman and we sat down and she said, What is and this is really before the term social media was even like a thing. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was like people were still on fucking MySpace and mm-hmm. Twitter was so Twitter was like the hot new thing. And she goes, What do you have a Twitter account? And you know, like I'm not Amish. I was like, No, I don't have a Twitter account. Yeah. I don't use Twitter. And I had full vision back then. It was fun. She goes, What well, you need to start a Twitter account she goes can you get a lot of followers and I'm like uh I don't really know how to do that or and you know I had I think at that point right. I may have had a YouTube channel so she goes well, here's what I recommend you do what I recommend all my clients do she goes I want and this is even before it was known to be douchey she goes I need you to research buy some followers I was like buy followers she goes yeah she goes you can go if you just google it
0: yeah so, you, in, so you, you how many how many followers did you purchase in that package I,
1: I don't here's the thing and i'm being honest i don't even fucking remember i think yeah, i mean paid it was over.
0: way back then okay yeah, so i don't know like, i don't know who would even think about running the analytics on that now it made for it made for good twitter it really did you know it's know, hilarious a, somebody like, would think about that
1: like i get it it is super douchey to buy twitter followers yeah. i completely get it but i also admitted to it like immediately like, and, but told, yeah
0: but to, to 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 your point like who the fuck would know twitter would take off back in the day like that she just told you you need followers right that's what you're saying
1: I just bought these people because I didn't fucking know what I was doing, and then, and then obviously, but also if I denied it and said no, the analytics are wrong, that would be man, I bought followers. So what? What are you nail me to the cross? Right, the right, right. You know, so yeah, all right. So that you, was you uh, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, sure. I guess. Well, the
0: Brian McCarthy <laughs> interview show. Um, you NLC, still running though. it exclusively on Facebook, or, or have you switched no, no. platforms?
1: No, here's what it does. It's, it's a live show. We usually do it on Facebook in the morning, yeah. 10 o'clock usually. And then after the live show, Adam then cleans it up. And then on Monday or Tuesday, it gets spit out to Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. All the audio. All the, yeah, on audio, only audio. And, and again, I, if people can check this, and I'm sure they will, but um, according to Adam, our numbers are where I can start to get reads. Um, oh, okay yeah yeah as a matter of fact in february actually right when all of this shit started happening um there somebody reached out i think it was like a blue chew or one of these things yeah. but to do this and then also a couple i do have a couple of things i don't mean to like run up your. no line.
0: you're fine you're good okay
1: but um the uh <laughs> like so when the chip Chipperson thing happened mm-hmm. with the with the uh with the with the with, with the cameo. cameo right i um it was funny sidebar i actually my wife used to work for the nba and she was out in the nba over valentine's day she was in chicago for the all-stars and mm-hmm. i uh i bought her a cameo from a chicago bull it was only 20 bucks i don't yeah. follow sports really i mean you know i i like to hang out in locker rooms but for different Oh yeah, uh,
0: absolutely um
1: yeah yeah and so uh drink my piss black
0: boy, yeah, big pieces a <laughs> yeah. big piece so, on your um,
1: head so um but uh, I bought this, and it was really funny because what when you order a cameo, you can kind of type what you want the guy to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrote like all this shit, like um, you. I want to wear your ass like a hat. I bet your lips smell like and all. And this poor like giant black kid was like, Yo, he's like, I can't, I can't say a lot of this. It's actually really funny. I'll try and find it, and I'll tweet it out. Oh, so he, he didn't like, say it, or, or I, he said, because he was, one a, thing he was, he did a, say was he did say um. Your husband says he wants to smell your farts. <laughs> Jeez, bud, <Yeah. laughs> I'll find it anyway. Right. Um, so when I saw the cameo, I actually sent a message to Jim, and I said, uh, "Hey, somebody apparently bought me a uh, a, a cameo from Chip." And it's so weird because, like, I never, I always say somebody bought me a cameo from Chip. Yeah, like, 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 everybody, everybody
0: always addresses him as third person. Yeah, it's yeah kind of the exactly. weird
1: aspect, right? Which is so odd. And then, um, and then so. And then he sent me back immediately and he goes yeah i'm you know i'm sorry if i if chip he does the same thing i'm sorry if chip was like i said no no it was fine i was i was flattered it was fine i mean whatever so anyway there's that but um oh and then also one more thing my i know that my finances come up a lot and i yeah well it it, it delved into that when you were when you
0: you know just stem for yeah. the whole thing calling chas
1: and again if people can't see the humor in a guy sitting there kind of bragging about how rich he is, which is ridiculous, then I, I can't really help you because that's my sense of humor. It's absurd. But what about it is the reason why I would, you know, I'm not going to get into numbers or whatever, but when you're in pay-per-view television um, with like the porn stuff, whatever it is, the way it works is you, you make a show. Like the first one I did was Tara Patrick. You can look it up. Tara Patrick. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: we have before somebody right, it's did it, closer to the somebody it's
1: all there that right? was when That's pay-per-view was
0: new too so you were making a shit ton of money off of that because well, that was the I, only outlet
1: that was the that wasn't that long ago but it was long enough ago that was if you had to do innings that was like the seventh inning of pay-per-view that was right before oh, okay. everyone broadband but right. so there was certainly there was money but it went it kind of like hit went like pretty mm-hmm. quickly but that was when after doing that i got enough wattage where my agent, we started taking calls from other producers and they would say, Hey, Brian, we're going to pay you a, a, a directing fee and then we're going to cut you in a percentage of various shows. Yeah. And so that's, and so we would make one big show and then that one show would then be cut into like a hotel version. It would get cut into like a hardcore version. It would be DVD. It would go on cable in Italy. So it's kind of like, you know, I may make, let's say a day rate is $5,000, but then once you start having that same uh, content, go to all of these different outlets. It would start off an in-demand pay-per-view and then kind of do on-demand and then TVN and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. You so you're still, you're
0: still de- delving for money from that. So.
1: Well, no, no, it's all done. Yeah. But it's enough money where you can you can turn. It's not. And again, I'm not. I I don't want to throw numbers around, but it's not. It's not an insane idea to turn fifteen thousand dollars if you have the distribution mm-hmm. to turn fifteen grand into one hundred twenty-five grand. Right. Say ten between ten and fifteen times. I mean, so, I, don't,
0: I don't think anybody has to doubt. You know, from when you always talked about you're yeah, rich, but, if you just look at your apartment in Park Slope.
1: I guess I don't know, but it, you know, but it's also, but I, I know that it's douchey to talk about, but sometimes I like being douchey. Whatever, I don't.
0: No shit, that's about. always been your shtick. That's why you would have pulled shirts and the fucking oh, the haircut.
1: If I wasn't married, boy, tell, tell you. Oh not. come on!
0: You, oh come on! You wouldn't. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, well, do, do your plugs. It, what is it, we'll Brian listen. McCarthy
0: Interview Show? and
1: uh, uh, On Twitter, at Brian P. McCarthy. Yes. And, of course, Brian McCarthy Interview Show. Uh, and then, um, yeah, that's it. You, everybody knows the deal. So right. thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Absolutely. I'm glad you came on Ski Mask Collective
0: to finally get to the bottom of it. I know fans have yeah, been yeah, waiting like since that. you left the show.
1: And if I can be of service with anything in the future, just reach out. I'm happy to help. Yeah, in I got your number. I'll, uh,
0: I'll, I'll get a hold of you and send you a link. Any breaking news happens or whatever. We just want to get out <laughs> and
1: chat. All right. Well, keep your head up in
0: there. A lot of people are worried about you with those tweets, so so you may need to get on there and start posting jokes again.
1: I like to have fun too. That's all it is. All right. And uh, tell your mom I said hi on Sunday. I will. She
0: burned uh, the meatloaf last time she was over. Correct.
1: (laughs) That's a safe word, by the way. Burn the meatloaf. Pull it out.
0: I know, right? (laughs) So listen, Uh, everybody.
1: Thanks again. Okay. All right, Brian. Thanks for checking in, man. All right, man. Peace. Take it easy.